previously on the Simply Human Podcast. <laughs> the could go around and pull people over for driving well and be like, hey, your reward for driving so safely is this free ice cream coupon and diabetes. It's episode 35. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 35 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's an interview with Laura Cross, the blogger at OurFullPlate.com. She's also a military intelligence officer and a mom of three. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with my Uncle Paul, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. <laughs> Rick, I normally say, how are you, Rick? But is everything okay over there? I've been planning on doing that for like two or three weeks when we're recording and like, and just trying to perfectly time it out to where like you either have to push on like that or you have to completely, ah, oh, stop, stop. No, start I off, had to push over. on. And so to the listener, I normally, when we're ready to start recording, I'll go three, two, it's episode, and right when I said it's episode, you either made a farting noise. I made a fart noise with my mouth. Okay. I'm not an animal like you wouldn't <laughs> fart into my own telephone. I have to put that thing near my face. Correct. So um, we actually have some exciting uh, Simply Human podcast news. We do? Um, well, I guess it's not that exciting, but I went on a ride along with Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right. it was absolutely the most interesting. I, I imagine like a little kid like walking into a candy store and just like having that look on just like like sort of like sort of dazed mouth open like everywhere they look. It's just like this can't be happening. This is so awesome. That's kind of how I was the whole night. And see, um, that's what's crazy to me is like I, I feel like Saturday night wasn't really that interesting of a day and i came away from that going man i should have found something better for him i i, I feel like i kind of you know he didn't get like a real good interesting picture of how like how fun this job is yeah but- so we we rescued dogs uh we locked up an aquatic center uh we we pulled over we didn't really walk people. up the aquatic center yeah uh, i guess we couldn't they, 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 I, had, I forgot to tell you this i had to go back out there like three hours later because the alarm was still going off and they never <laughs> sent someone to turn it off oh gosh yeah. Well, and we, uh, let's see, we, we would pull people over and just make sure that they had, uh, you know, no warrants, no outstanding anythings, and then we just let them go. And let me tell you this, Simply Human podcast listeners, if you ever get pulled over, pray to the gods of policemen that it is a cop like Rick. <laughs> yeah. Because it, now, and basically, are you being serious? Yes. Okay. Because okay. how many how many times I've been pulled over, and as I'm super polite, but I still get kind of that d bag, like you know cop but like if someone was rude to you you matched their rudeness and if someone was nice to you you were very cool and very nice and communicated very well and i was very impressed and uh and i i wish all cops were like officer rick i wouldn't say i matched their rudeness there wasn't anybody that was real rude was well those two girls at the at the bar that were like making faces at you and you were walking away like like, with them like they were like we're just trying to help you and you were like no no no, i you know you're not trying to help me i you know like you just kind of like you don't take you don't take no you don't take no prisoners no don't take no prisoners <laughs> don't take no crap from anyone no we don't take no for an answer we don't take no for an answer that's a Tommy Boy reference so yeah. anyway um and that that leads us into Rick's cop corner there are several things okay. that happened in the ride along that we can't discuss 
uh, whoa, on whoa, air. The that makes it sound the uh, uh, one one of the things that I will just hint at was when you were showing me uh, okay, how okay, to okay, how to yeah. get your gun off your ankle, and another thing happened at Valley Ranch. Um, and we'll just let that. No, we'll say that we spit on. Uh, okay, the the area that I work, uh, peel the curtain back a little bit, holds the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the, their tra- their headquarters, their training facility for now until it moves. Uh, that and uh, I showed you where the back fence is to that because it backs up to another park. And lot. we are and both you and huge I lifelong. The, we spit over the fence. Yeah. Onto uh, to, to express our displeasure with the way Jerry <laughs> Jones runs our favorite team as we both, you know, heartedly like spit over the fence onto the practice grounds like yeah take, take that, that <laughs> yeah so and and there was you know you put out something on facebook about how i was watching you destroy crime as i was destroying the passenger seat of your car man that is um, no lie yeah <laughs> you so. were uh no more uh no more food combination of whatever that, that is that you ate dried peaches and a whole jar of pickled okra <laughs> yeah, that was my dinner <laughs> Night. And then we did stop at, at like I don't know it was probably ten thirty and we I got beef jerky <laughs> we got beef jerky out of the display that had probably never <laughs> the guy was like wait there's beef jerky in there I've never true seen story it. I yeah. bought beef jerky out of there before and the clerk didn't know how to ring it up <laughs> he didn't know like there's like a sheet oh, with barcodes somewhere so like uh, yeah it's very plausible that there's only two people that have ever eaten beef jerky out of that display okay. me and you yeah yeah. So we, we, you know, there was some fruit, some like old, nasty, sort of shriveled fruit that I got. Uh, and then when I got home at like 2.30, I ate a grilled chicken breast, an apple with almond butter. <laughs> like I ate it like in the middle of the night. I hit a wall at about 1.30. You really did. We were going to that oh. call and I, I could and it not was actually sounded like it was going to be like, hey, there's a lady in the street going crazy, which by the way, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> uh, it turns out, I forgot to tell you this, that lady like rammed like three other cars and was a suspect in an aggravated assault. Oh, wow. Uh, and they're like, all, and all these three cops that work in these three different calls were like, wait a minute. that's you're, You've got the lady that I'm talking about. Wait, that's the lady I'm talking about. <laughs> so they put it all together. But on the way there, I was like, yeah, this will be interesting. Rub my hands together. And I like look asleep. over. Mark, Mark is like nodding off. And it's like 1230. I was like, gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Like so, halfway through your shift. Um, but anyway, it was great. So that leads us into Rick's Cop Corner, which is people... Be careful when you cook outside of your kitchen. God almighty, I know it. That is, and I don't understand what the deal is, but like we've worked a, kind of a bunch of house fires, not, not, not a bunch, but quite a few, at least from my experience in that area that I work in. And most of them are caused by someone, for some reason, th- like using a propane, either like a, a barbecue grill or like a camp stove right. inside of a garage. And this is like a gigantic house. This mm-hmm. is like, you know, a you know, 3,000 square foot house in a really nice part of town. You can clearly cook in the backyard or in the kitchen if you'd like. I'm not sure why we do this in the garage, but it caught the house on fire. It was actually pretty uh, and we were the first, good little house We were the there. first ones there. Rick goes like charging in <laughs> to the front door like with his flashlight. I mean, the, the smoke was so thick. I mean, you probably made it in the house two feet and then had to turn around. Yeah, it was, it was like five feet until I could at least look through and not hear anyone inside screaming. Because that's what I figured. I was like, hey, I'll either hear someone screaming or coughing if there's anybody inside, but I couldn't get any further in there, yeah. man. It was just, it was Crazy. already going. And then the homeowner is out back trying to put the fire out with a hose and burn himself. He's in, yeah. He's in the driveway with a garden hose trying to put out this like gigantic fire oh, and I've got to pull him out of there. But yeah. yeah. So then, wise, but. then, uh, the, for the rest of the night, uh, Rick and I, and one of his, uh, not not partner like you see no, you like call in, partner. He yeah. works the beat next to mine. Yeah. We do all our things. So together. Rick's so, yeah, partner. partner. So we're standing over there kind of, you know, just like, 
you know, sort of crowd. I, I wasn't obviously. They were doing crowd control, and people were coming up, and they'd be like, "So what happened?" And so Rick, well, it looks like a fire. Yeah. <laughs> so Rick would go, "Well, uh, something got really, really hot, and a fire started." <laughs> and the people would just look at him like, "Oh, thanks." Oh, it's okay, like okay. walk off, and we would out. all die laughing. I did tell I did tell my wife that uh, we had the idea of putting like a little card table in the in like the cruiser <laughs> trunks. And like the trunk, like the trunk of the cruiser, not the not the pants of the, of the cruiser, the cruiser trunks, and like when it's something like that happens, like open up the card table and have like start selling like keychains and T-shirts with pictures of house fires. <laughs> well, it's just an information kiosk because yeah. everyone goes up to the first person in uniform and they go, "What happened?" I don't know what happened. Yeah. I got here. If I would have known what had happened, I would have. We could have stopped prevented, it. I would have prevented yeah. it before it started. I wouldn't have been like, hell, look at that idiot. He's setting his house on fire. Doop, 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 doop. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And we had to figure it out later after the fact. But yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really glad you had a good time. Uh, I, I guess it's easy for me to be cynical. Like, you know, it's just work. I mean, for me, it's just work. It's right. just what I do. And so it's not really all that exciting. I've seen probably one of everything at this point in, you know, nine years doing this. So. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time. Well, Any time you'd like to come. I was going to say, if I promise not to have dried peaches and a whole jar of pickled okra, I would love to do that again sometime. Yes. Yes, you must. Okay. And then in other news, my one of my beagles had a uh, a grass spur, like a, a, not grass spur, like a grass burr, I guess is what you say, like a sticker, a big old huge sticker down in his eye for 16 days. And I kept just thinking, oh, his red puffy pus eye will eventually get better on its own. And it Did didn't. you know there was a sticker? No, in there, I didn't. Like, eh, no, I, I didn't. And the vet didn't even know until he went in with surgery and found it and pulled it out. And now Roger is is walking around with a sewn shut eye and a cone around his head. Will you uh, please get him an eye patch? Um, if he loses his eye, which he might, uh, and then to top it all off, it's like thanks a lot, dog parents that left this thing in my eye for two weeks, and. You know, we had the surgery and all that, and now then we like lost his his pain medicine. <laughs> oh well, Roger looks like you're just gonna have to tough it out, pal. <laughs> but I mean, he's really like if if he was showing any sign of pain throughout any of this process, we would have taken him in. But he just, I would push on it and just, you know, like see if there was anything that was a sign of something was in his eye, and there never was. I think he's just the tough, t- toughest dog, toughest dog alive. Oh. But he's doing fine, and. Uh, Whenever he gets better, uh, I will. Uh, I'll let everybody know. So let's get to uh, real, real the show. Very, very quickly. That email I sent you. We've got some people we need to oh, shout yeah, out to yeah, on let's reviews. Do that. Do and I love to say to our audience, we're getting like a giant influx of reviews, like a bunch at a time. It's no longer like one every couple of weeks. So we don't have time to read all of them. So I'm sorry for the people now that are coming across that are going to get screwed and not have their whole review read. But we'll <laughs> read your names out. We'd like to shout out, and I think we missed these a few weeks ago. So sorry if yeah, we yeah. did. To user WWY who says, but poop. There you go. I'll read the whole thing. It's real short to also to be Holden 24. That's our friend, Brad. Uh, so terrific for him to Craven football, uh, and to D hard. That's D H A R D Z. So thank you for your reviews, everyone to, I'll just spell this out, man. I can't even pronounce this S C W A U D B Y underscore 33 squadabri 33 and to yukon 37 so awesome. it sounds like we're reading names off world of warcraft screen but yeah. thank you to all of you uh for leaving our reviews we really really super appreciate uh, getting feedback from you guys and we're glad that uh, that you enjoy the program and uh we interviewed a, a listener Ginny gagne just recently and said that she had posted one so maybe it just hasn't shown up yet but thank you to you know Ginny. i'm actually going to the podcast okay. if you'll vamp for like 
yes. 30 seconds and it will have a chance to load. We can actually get all the way caught up on yeah. all of our Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of give the spiel. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel. Please like our Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, there are links to the Simply Human Kids page and the Simply Human Moms page at that website. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. And also, if you go to the main uh, website, um, there in the upper left corner, there is a, a banner for the nutrients multivitamin, which I, which I take and I'm a big fan of. And then right underneath that picture, there is a, a coupon code. It's dollar sign ten simply human. So if you want to try the nutrients uh, multivitamin, which is uh, you do the, do some research on their site. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of multivitamins, but I am of this, and I I use it daily. Uh, you can get ten dollars off. There's also a coupon code for the skinny fat. If you go to their website, they have the uh, the coconut oil and MCT oil, and it's the same coupon code. It's just a five instead of a ten. So just kind of make that easy for you. And then uh, you can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So Rick, did you find the review? Yeah, one more. Uh, I guess the one from uh, from Jenny hasn't loaded yet, but uh, from John R seven two seven. Thank you, John. Thank you, all of our listeners, especially all of our new listeners who have found us from uh, you uh, filling in on Jason Sibes podcast. We we appreciate you having you, and, and uh, we hope to keep you for a while. Thank you. Very good. All right, so now to our interview with Laura Cross, who I met at Paleo FX. She's actually on the board of the Paleo FX. Uh, conference. Uh, she is a mom of three. She writes at ourfullplate.com and she's also a military intelligence army officer. So this was... Isn't, isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> 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 kind of like a, yeah, a police intelligence officer, I guess. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, so here is Laura Cross. Uh, we talk about a number of things. But this is sort of an extension of our Everyman series because she is just... Um, you know, just trying to, to make ends meet and, and trying to be a good mom and live a healthy lifestyle. So here's Laura. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast is someone that I actually met via email uh, leading up to Paleo FX. And uh, through, she was what I sort of called, as Seinfeld has the soup Nazi I sort of uh, sort of viewed her as the ticket Nazi, <laughs> and then I met her, and she was so nice, and and uh, we, we sort of hit it off and had a lot in common. Laura Cross is here of ourfullplate.com, and uh, been wanting to have uh, Laura on the show. Uh, finally got our schedules to align, and here she is. And one thing from her website, one thing that I uh, like about her About Me section is it, uh, Laura, you attempt the inevitable every day is to be Superwoman, and every day, in your words, you fail miserably. <laughs> I'm not sure it's that it's quite that bad, but uh, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you. What an introduction. I think uh, uh, I have tough shoes to fill, but um, no, I'm very excited, and I concur a hundred times over that you have been nothing but awesomeness uh, since we emailed. Yes, maybe not the most, uh, we didn't start off on the right foot, but no, 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 we're, we're here yeah. at the right time, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was great. I, I was pleasantly surprised when I met you. I was like, well, this this isn't the mean ticket email lady. This is a, a young, vibrant, fun person. This is great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah. That paleo effects, thank God. It was a lot of fun, but I'm kind of glad it was over. You know how that is. Yeah. I mean, you sit on the, are you on the board of paleo effects? I am. Yeah. So I'm on the advisory board and have been doing this now for two years, helping the CEOs, uh, Michelle and Keith. And um, the awesome part about it is you get to meet so many people in this industry and like people 
like you. So I am uh, very fortunate and honored that I get to hold that role and, and volunteer and do that. Cool. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on the show is just because of some of the things that you've got going on, which is uh, some of the things. You have so many things going on. And your website, Our Full Plate, all one word, OurFullPlate.com is great. And uh, just sort of tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today and then things that you have going on. And of course, as the youngest of three boys, I know exactly, uh, well, not maybe not exactly, but I have a pretty good insight in what's going to be happening in your house in the next probably oh, 20 years. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I am a, I was born and raised on the East Coast. So uh, now I'm a transplant and uh, live in Texas. So I've practiced my slow Southern draw. <laughs> um, these Texans sometimes uh, can't keep up with me. But What uh, are you saying? Lady. <laughs> I, I, now I don't say y'all, I say you all. Yes. So I'm sure in a couple of years it'll, it'll come together and morph. <laughs> um, but anyway, my parents migrated here from Cuba and, um, you know, grew up speaking Spanish. And probably uh, since my parents didn't have a lot of money, my dad always um, thought that the only thing he could give us was food. So I grew up eating everything you can think of from sugary cereals to soda to ice cream because that was really the only thing my dad could give us. <laughs> um, so. So anyway, uh, my that was my beginning uh, with relationship with food, um, and then you know did high school, went to college, and joined the army. Uh, hence, parents didn't have money, so I wanted to go away. And I thought the army was going to be just four years. Uh, that was my commitment um, for having them pay for college, and then I was going to get out. Uh, Ten years later, I'm still in the military. Um, very fortunate, you know. I joined the army to travel. Didn't know that I was going to be traveling overseas and deployments. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm better for that now. And like you said, I have three boys now. So I've been married almost the same amount of time in the army. So, you know, there's a saying when you're in the army, you have to be married and you have to have lots of kids. So I'm pretty much that stereotype. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, just trying to juggle, um, all of what work life, family and trying to have somewhat of a personal life. And I guess that's where my blog came in. Um, a lot of people, you know, hence our full plate, you know, when we have a lot on our plate, uh, we tend to do more. And I, and I definitely agree with that. So, um, you know, I do a lot of cooking. I do a lot ahead of time. I'm a big planner. I prepare ahead. So I wanted uh, originally just to put my recipes out there for me, um, just to have a place to go real quick to them. And it's just basically morphed into this big project that hopefully when I retire from the military can do uh, full time. So I'm really excited. Cool. Uh, t talk a little bit about like planning. I know that's one thing that people have some, some trouble doing. It's like, well, you know, I have to eat at noon. It's noon. And yeah. so now, you know, so what, what are some of your uh, best practices as far as planning ahead? Okay, awesome. Yeah. So actually, I was just talking to a friend about this. Um, so again, Benjamin Franklin, you know, prepare to plan or plan to fail. Um, I and like totally about that. That if I don't plan, I fail. Like you said. Um, so what I do is I usually do some meal planning. Um, I tend to do it usually Fridays or Saturdays on the weekends, and then I do a lot of my cooking on Sundays for the week. 
my big tip for anybody is always pick a meal, a breakfast, lunch, or dinner to prepare for the whole entire week. So usually for us, it's breakfast. I'll always make like a big hash or a big quiche, and that will get my husband and I and the kids um, all week during the busy week. Uh, For lunch, for example, sometimes I'll make big like vegetable soups to bring with some protein for the entire week or um, like a big avocado chicken salad. So again, just a couple meals, you know, one thing on a Sunday that will get you through the week. So you kind of are one third of the way done. Um, So that's a big thing for me. And then I live and breathe by the crock pot or slow cooker. Um, I I do that all the time. Uh, Again, my goal, I usually, well, let's put it this way, as you alluded to with boys, I used to cook every other day. And that would help us out with the cleaning. And and that would give enough for my husband and I and the little boys, you know, for dinner the next day, maybe even some lunch. And now I am like doubling recipes and still uh, cooking almost every day. So, you know, that's but that's just life, I guess. Yeah, my mom tells, you know, like the story, uh, you know, we have three little ones and my my older brothers are twins. So it was like. You know, you, we're all within two years of each other, and you're starting off, you know, you make your little meals and everything, and then, like, the next thing you know, there's, like, you know, f- six cans of green beans empty, and we're all still staring at her like, what else and you got, lady? I, like, we're I still know. starving. It is so funny, and, and, you know, I think about this, too, it's alluding to college. You know, we can always, the kids can always take out loans for college, but we can't take loans out for grocery bills. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm definitely saving now. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, it makes me feel good um, feeding our kids, right? Because that's the thing that we can just kind of, so I guess it's morphed back into my father where I do feel that when you feed someone, you're giving them energy to be a better person. So I guess that's my gift too. um, But at least it's a little bit more healthier options, I guess. Cool. And uh, as a a fellow planner, uh, my wife has nicknamed me Super Plan Man. Uh, because so when you sit down to meal plan, is that do you get like giddy when it's that time of the week? Well, I okay, so because we, I do. We're, no, I mean, I guess I'll be honest. Sometimes, yes, like absolutely, I enjoy this. I enjoy when I have a, like a plan and I'm ready to take on the week. I feel better and I don't have to stress out about it. But that's because we like food, right? We like to also help people, and we're evangelical about it, right? We want other people to do what we're doing and, and feel awesome like us. But you know, we're human, right? Obviously, right. and uh, sometimes it's the last thing I want to do, or sometimes I pick family um, time over meal planning, and then you know, I, I do the best I can. Right. So, I mean, I'll be honest that, yes, I love it, but there are times just like everybody else that it's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm the guy that, okay, it's time to go on. We're going on a, you know, out of town trip for the weekend. Yes. I, I get, Oh, like I put on my to-do list to make my packing list. <laughs> and then I like make my packing list and I go through each day and like, okay, starting off the day, I need this and this and this. And, this. and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. No, but how it, many it lists does. I and I love like that sense of like accomplishing something. So right. even I put little things on my to-do list, yeah. like order this. And then you're like, oh, I did something. Even though you might, you know, yeah. scratch like, off the to-do list. <laughs> yes. Scratch that off. Like, uh, okay. yeah. But no, and, and that's a good point too. Like um, for planning ahead is always snacks um, and, and traveling 
because sometimes you don't get that. So um, I was uh, away for two weeks on an army trip. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they just show up and then they just deal with whatever is given to them in, in the military. Unfortunately, right. uh, there's not many good healthy choices. So you do the best that you can. But I packed a big 26 ounce of, you know, almond butter. Cool. I packed my like paleo crunch cereal for like those breakfast. I didn't have time. Yeah. Um, you, you, know, you, you pack bars? all these things, beef jerky. Um, so when you're weak and you have no other choices, at least you have a couple good options. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of known for like, you know, especially when we're traveling with friends, you know, like my buddy will have like a backpack and yeah. I have like a backpack and then my grocery bag with my coffee stuff in it and then my bag of snacks and you know it's like I have to I bring I pack all my own food out you know like going to like <laughs> Dallas or something it's like well you know there's food where we're going right and well you know we don't we as parents we do that for our kids but it's we've gotten to that point where we have to do that for ourselves or we get like what do they call it hangry right. you know we can't yeah. function either without good food now <laughs> right well and just kind of going back to the uh, the three kids I will just say you, you have your work cut out for you uh mm. <laughs> feeding, feeding the three boys. And then the, that kind of leads into what you were talking about, you know, taking a loan out to feed your kids. Like that's one of the arguments I get a lot is, well, I, I can't afford to buy grass fed meats and I can't afford to buy organic and I can't afford, you know, to buy high quality food just because it's too expensive. And I mean, the truth is that the, the grains and the, the boxed foods and the Betty Crocker and all that stuff is a lot cheaper, but it's, it's not a matter of not being able to afford it. I think, and we, you and I have talked about this before, but it's more about where your priorities lie and, and how you value different things where, you know, would you rather have your kid eat real human food or would you rather them like look really cool in the coolest brands? You know, so talk about some of that, the valuation stuff that, that, uh, yeah. So I, I agree completely. Um, again, on this last trip, I had a couple, you know, some time, uh, to think about it. And, and, and I agree complete with you. And I, and I really think it's like that value management, like you just said and alluded to. Um, people always ask me the same thing. Why do you have time for that? How do you have time for that? And, and we all have the same time. We all have 24 hours, but it's what's important to me. Um, and, and for me, yes, I can't afford even myself who I think this is so important. I value, health and food and nutrition and fitness, number one, um, alongside my family. Um, I, I also can't afford it all. So I, I make good choices when I can. I buy organic or from a local farm, you know, for those farmers market. Right. Um, but I also, you know, sometimes have to buy conventional. And in my head, the way I rationalize it, I think a bell pepper with pesticide is better than a bag of Cheetos. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny that you said that because I actually was interviewed uh, by a local uh, TV uh, station this morning. Okay. And I, this is this is uh, it will air on uh, June fourteenth, and so this is I think we're recording this on the second. So hopefully I'll have a link to the, the little news article. It, it, the the story is about how to get your kids to eat good food, and and one of the things I said in the interview, and I'm not sure if they're going to use this part or not. But I was like, organic, non-organic, my philosophy is it's better to buy non-organic fruits and vegetables than to eat like a pizza every night. And that's exactly yes, what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like my kid last night, we were playing, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons kind of morphed into Star Wars. And he was like, eat the zucchini, go. And again, zucchini for out of a three-year-old. Like yeah. I never knew what zucchini was at three years old. They're starting to see those patterns and those words and those foods. So right. I, I agree completely. So again, and that value management, what you value. And then another thing is, I guess I have comfort in paying a little bit more money for food to feed my family, but I drive a 
10-year-old car. Yeah. So, I mean, it's those things. And like you said about brands, you know, maybe my kids, they love Under Armour, but sometimes they're going to wear the Target brand, right. you know, XYZ, because I'd rather them have, you know, better food. So I think that all of our uh, listeners and followers, and you just have to make those choices. And, and at the end of the day, um, it's about moderation, because if you try to do anything 100%, you'll never get you'll never do it and then you're just it's failure and then you right. feel like crap and yeah. you eat crap yeah. you know it's a, then it's that emotional eating right. thing going around yeah, so. and one of the things that bothers me about that excuse the the cost and affordability excuse isn't isn't the fact that like i'm not denying that yeah like grass-fed prime rib is is more expensive than prime rib at walmart like that that's not that's not the issue the issue is don't don't say i can't afford it like that, because that that will scare people off. Like if you are saying that you would rather do X or spend money on X than on good food, that is fine. Like that's totally. I'm not out here to try to convince you otherwise. It's just don't don't use that as an excuse, you know. Like and like scare other people off who are like wanting to be healthy, but they're like, well, he they can't afford it. That's I, I just heard you can't afford it. No, you you can make changes and you can do things. It's just like with time. Like I used to my my website actually used to be neveragoodtime.com because there's it's never a good time to have a kid or to buy the the house that you you wanted to buy or you know like if you if you want to yeah. go back to school and and you know like if 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 there's something that's worth doing then you're just going to have to figure it out and do it if you want to do it and if you don't that's fine just don't say that you know just don't come up with all these excuses about why you can't do it Absolutely. And I agree completely with you. And I always tell people too, is, you know, there's baby steps, right? We're in the kids age, right? And all these milestones come up. So I always say, um, you know, to pick a milestone and and, and work to that and then pick another one. Like uh, for breastfeeding, I exclusively breastfeed, have done my other two kids and currently doing that with my uh, third son. And, you know, a lot of women ask me, how do you do it a year? I can't do it. And I said, I don't do it. You know, my goal is every month, just get through that one month. And the same thing with food, you know, think about, you know, cutting out, you know, bread, pick that one. Okay. Just pick bread. And then for a whole week, see how you feel, then pick something else. And then you'd be so surprised. Little do you know, you know, I'm doing the paleo in quotations, my air quotes right Right. now, um, lifestyle for three years. And I just, I would never, I'll never go back and I keep getting better and better, I guess is what. And I think I can speak for you and this as well is that I didn't go from a conventional food eater as I was growing up to where I am now in an hour. You know, I had a sort of an evolution of where I've, and it's taken me seven, eight years to get to where I am today. And I hope I don't stay where I'm at. I hope I continue to evolve and continue to try new things and, and experiment and and find ways that, that work best for me as, you know, from a sustainability standpoint. I agree completely. I know like with the social media and, 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 you know, again, I consider myself a D-list blogger here, but you know, it's funny because sometimes, you know, you are put on this pedestal and you cheat sometimes you have a piece of cake that's not gluten-free OMG, you know, and, and, and it's okay. But then you move, then, then, you know, there's the next day you start all over again and you keep getting better. For me, my little current goal is to eat more awful. Like I want to eat more liver and, and all those benefits, um, that's there, but I, I mean, it's yeah. still scary. So, yeah. but you, you know, and it just takes time. Every you just have to seek self improvement. I guess is is the and whatever that lane is for you in your life. Right. I had someone text me over the weekend. Uh, okay, I, I don't know what happened. I went crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a bunch of cake and ice cream. Blah 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 blah. What what you know? 
basically it was like consult me and and guide me on how to get back on track and i just wrote back the next thing you put like from a nutrition standpoint the next thing you put in your mouth is is whether you're back on track or not there's not a process you don't have to wait until monday you just just start yeah. now like you're not you, you there's no wagon you fell off of we're all just on the wagon you know, we just have choices we can make with the things that are in the wagon with us. You know, no one ever falls off the wagon of nutrition. So exactly, and 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 no one's perfect. You know, my son, uh, my five-year-old oldest, uh, he always says to me, "But you don't like treats because you don't eat them." I'm like, "No, no, no! Everybody loves treats. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just choose. It's the choice and making educated choices and making prepared choices. And that goes back to what we were talking about: is if you know you're starving and then you only have a candy bar." Bar in the vending machine, right. but if you had that, you know, date bar in your drawer, you know, that's a better choice when because we all have those weak moments. Right. So th- it's I, all about preparation. Yeah. I think I've told this uh, story on the podcast before, but uh, my four-year-old, we were over at someone's house, and and this this uh, friend of ours makes the best chocolate chip cookies in mm-hmm. I've ever had in the world, and like. So if I ever have a chocolate chip cookie, it's going to... And she makes them from scratch and all that stuff. And so I was over and my four-year-old like saw me eat the chocolate chip cookie. And she went, Dad, you eat, the whole world. You eat cookies? And I was like, like, yeah. And I'm thinking, I guess she's never seen me eat a cookie. And so like, yeah, I can have a cookie. There's nothing wrong with having a cookie every now and then, you know? And so, I mean, she gets cookies every now and then. It's not like I'm, I'm the guy that's like slapping the cookie out of her face at the birthday party or out of her hand at the birthday party. Like, don't do that. Definitely don't do that. But um, well, no, and I guess it's like our whole world crashing down because we are. And 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 I think a lot of people now ask me the similar questions about you know now are my kids hundred percent you know full paleo or whatever. Um, but it, it starts with us, right? We have to lead by example. Right. So if we tell them not to eat cookies, but we're eating cookies, then they're yeah, going to be like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a transition. And I hope I'm slowly um, ha- allowing um, my five-year-old at least to make those decisions for him. Right. And, I, you know, it's funny. I'm a, a, a bad Catholic, I guess I call myself <laughs> these days. I still have the Catholic guilt. Um, so when my son is at school and he has a chocolate chip cookie or something he knows that doesn't have in our house or does he doesn't get very often does he come the first confess? thing he'll see it'll be like oh, i have a chocolate chip cookie today yeah. it's like as he has to confess like right. he's almost that catholic guilt is um has morphed into him yeah. and i'm like that's okay yeah. you know but he has to have that confession period that reconciliation and 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 that's okay and the, the way i sleep at night is i control what's in my house yeah. you know so what's that 80 90 percent of the time and on the weekends or at a party or at school they live we all live so right. um and and i hope that that will continue for a lifetime not for a fad diet and that's that's the difference between what we're doing and what other people um do i think yeah and like i i'm you know as far as when people are like are you paleo i i don't really say yes to that because i my my label isn't really a label I, i say we eat human food and there's that's really not a label that's just like you know that it's just it's just food you know like it's i don't really like you know saying well this is one thing and this isn't you know i just try to eat and my family eats foods that humans were designed to eat that's kind of the way we do it and it's an interesting point uh, about how you said like 80 90 percent what you control in your home you know but the the problem there is that some people you know uh 
that you have the national candy holidays. You have Valentine's yes. Day and and you know uh, Halloween. You, I think there's I think there's five national candy holidays, uh, counting th- if you count Thanksgiving. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because there's sweets there. And then, you know, they have birthday parties and they have uh, little parties at school and all these little things. So if you have stuff in your home and you're thinking, well, we'll just, you know, every once in a while, well, that plus all this other stuff externally, be, then it's like 40% of what it you, does. What it you happens do. yeah, so more you, often. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that you can, you can let that sort of get out of control so that's why i think it's really good like in the home you know like for for movement too like for you know uh, feet strength development we have a no shoes in the house rule so that way we know that if when they're in the house they're they're strengthening their feet and they know now because i communicate with my girls like they know that oh yeah we need to have you know no shoes on because we're strengthening our feet like so we've Mm -hmm. talked to them about that and then if they go out and they have you know they wear their boots to church it's no big deal you know like they because they're, you know, they're most of the time they're barefoot and they're strengthening their little feet. So, no, that's great, and I, I love, I love. I want to go back to how you're saying, like n- getting away from those labels, because you know that's something else I've morphed into. I thought that, you know, that maybe paleo was a fad, right? And we've seen article after article about that. It's like the number one googled diet the last right. year and stuff. But I, I too, because you know, with anything, it, there's extremists that kind of not ruin it for other people, but then they'll say, "Oh, you're weird like that person." So I agree with you completely. Is to food the way it's intended to be. Um, and I see that now as I'm starting to feed, um, my third son, my youngest who's seven months. And I know your boy too. Um, you know, all the convenience stuff that is packaged and grains and, and, and it's so hard. And, and even at his daycare, they're like, why don't you just buy the jarred food? And I'm like, when I can make my own baby food, um, for, uh, tenth of the price. Oh, it's so much you know? cheaper. Yeah. And, and and it's so easy. So um that's what made me start thinking about, you know, doing this ebook for and and again when I was toying with um titles and I didn't want to be a paleo baby food book because it's not like that. It is. It's that wholesome food like or like how you say human food yeah. um that we need to get back to how we ate. You know, we didn't eat that stuff when we were babies. Our right. parents didn't give us, you know, all that processed food. So we just have to get back to that. So yeah, I've been that's making, awesome. I've been making Hunter uh, like the like sweet sweet potato, banana, and bone broth mix. And nice. and if you break it down, like like figure out what one little serving costs. And you know, at the store, it's you know for the organic baby food, it might be a dollar nine, a dollar fifteen, dollar fifty, something like that. I mean, it's like eighteen cents when you break it down. If you make it yourself or 20 cents or something like that, like it's, it's just, yeah, it's so much cheaper and it really doesn't take a whole lot of extra time to throw some stuff in a food processor or whatever you have, the magic bullet or whatever you use and, and blend something up. And then you've got, you know, you know, he's not just eating fruits and vegetables. He's eating fruits and vegetables and minerals and stuff out of out of you know grass-fed animal bones you know so it's I like, know that is awesome and I love playing with those combinations too and and I think that kind of started my preparation I didn't know it at the time but with my five-year-old I would do the same thing on Sundays make big batches for a month yeah. and like you know 
three hours of work lasts for food for those little babies for so long. And now I've been, and again, another reason why I want to like start writing these things down is we want to, you know, obviously make them, you know, baby food um, that's for them, but also food that comes from what we're cooking already. You know, who wants to cook more meals, right? Because that's the big thing is, uh, you know, I've met lots of countless of mothers who say, oh, but I, my husband can eat healthy, but my kids don't. Well, I'm no short order cook. I only cook one meal. And if my kids don't like that vegetable, then okay, they just eat the protein. (laughs) You know, one day they will. So the same thing with the baby food, I think. Um, Hopefully, you know, we can make some food that complements what we're already eating. Right. Uh, well, talk talk about uh, your your book and your your recipe stuff. Things you have already out, and then stuff that's coming up that that you want to that, that's that's cool. coming out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most of my blog recipes, I think I have over like 150. I always say I wish I could do this full time and eventually I will. Um, it's m- really late nights when I do uh, the blog stuff. But a lot of my recipes, again, are crock pot or big meals, uh, very few treats because, again, that's not what my lifestyle is. If I'm going to have a treat, it's once in a while. So mostly is the food that we eat on our table every day. Nothing fancy, you know, ingredients that you have to search for. Um, it- it's things that you can go at any conventional grocery store. And, and if you buy it organic, then great. If not, then you just buy whatever you can. Um, so for baby food, I'm again, just started really thinking about, okay, as much as I'm a dork and I love feeding my kid real good food, it's also, you know, I, I may not have all the time to just cook for him and then cook for my family. So, um, my ebook that I'm working on, I hope to, uh, get it out, um, by September is going to have some phases. It's going to have one section is just dedicated baby food and um, it's going to have mostly purees and some of that baby leaning uh, wed version where it's not pureed and they put it in their mouth. Um, But then it's going to be the next phase, again, like what we talked about, it's not all or none, um, where it's recipes that the family is making and then you may just, you know, take out some of that food before you put maybe that, you know, red pepper or that curry um, and and that's what your baby's going to eat and you're going to have dinner as well for everybody else. So I'm really excited about that. But, you know, it's just, it's kind of like opening up presents with these babies (laughs) and seeing what they like and they don't like. Um, And I love how the uh, Academy of Pediatrics, like for kids, they go back. They're so fickle. One time, you know, with my oldest son, I'm sure you see this, Mark, it's like, oh, only feed him one item of food for five days, see how they react. And, And now it's like, feed them everything you want. Like yeah. do it now. Give them nuts. Like this weekend I made uh, pale- or almond pancakes with almond flour yeah. and I gave it to my seven month old and nice. it was awesome. Like God forbid we gave them nuts before right. they could talk, you right, know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, it's just so sad. Like I know um, there was a, I read a story there, there was a doctor uh, quoted, a pediatrician actually quoted as, as saying something like, you know, the question was, you know, well, doesn't, doesn't nutrition, you know, matter in brain development and, 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 you know, musculoskeletal development and the pediatrician was like, "Mm, not really. Um, just, you know, just kind of, you don't, don't worry about it. Don't stress yourself out about it. And, you know, it's like, ah, like that's still sort of the mindset, um, in, it in is, right and, now, so. and I guess it just takes people like us and everybody else to keep coming and say, "Hey, we could do this too," and and, and it's it's going to be a movement, and hopefully, years from now, we won't be talking about this where it's weird <laughs> that you breastfeed or you make your own baby food or you do this or you know. Hopefully, you know the pendulum will shift back the other way. Right. But hopefully, um, one of these days, it'll be weird that like you went through the drive-through. Hopefully, that will be yes. like, man, remember when we were kids and there was the drive-through? Uh, like our kids will be saying. 
that hopefully. So <laughs> I, I I agree. I hope so too yeah. because it's it, it's and it's frustrating. Um, and now even like the like we see here in Texas and Austin, a lot of them have like these kid playgrounds. So I mean, obviously oh, yeah. McDonald's always had that, but yeah. you know you're seeing that more in these like local fast food places. And my kids, it's like you know marketing at its best. They're like, I want to go to a playground. So we need to have good restaurants have playgrounds too. So then we could eat there and and still let the kids play. So the parents yeah. can have fun and eat. Well, that's funny. Food. Like we'll, we'll go sometimes, like meet people at those places that have the playgrounds. And so my kids just sort of think that that place is just a playground. Like, <laughs> oh, you can eat here. Oh, it smells really oh. good here. I thought we just came here to play. Yeah, I don't know. You could even like, order food I here. No, yeah. um, but kids are great, and and yeah. it and you know I always tell people too. I think is it, they are they're you know they always say you can't teach a, an old dog new tricks. I almost think it's you can't teach a new kid new tricks. It yeah. takes hard. I think it takes longer, and it's a little bit harder to convince kids because they're susceptible to that peer pressure. They see their kid next to them, their friend at school eating a chocolate pudding and a granola bar and XYZ and a lollipop and they think it's good. See, they can't rationalize it yet, but I really believe in consistency. Um, you know, I've been eating spaghetti squash in place of noodles oh, yeah. for, what, the last two and a half years. And it just, what, two months ago, my oldest son was like, I like these crunchy yellow, yellow noodles. And I'm like, you think I've been serving them for two years. And, and we celebrated it and we made it like a breakthrough and we made a big deal about it, but it, it doesn't happen, you know, overnight. And we just have to be consistent and patient. Um, so especially with kids, I, I think that that's why I tell people it takes time and don't get frustrated. Right. Well, I, it's unbelievable, and I, we talked right before this how fast 30 minutes will go by, but it, yes. it has gone by. And before I let you go, I want to ask you what I ask everybody, and that is, what is something that you enjoy about life or something that you do that makes life more enjoyable? Whoa. So, I, and you asked me this question, so I thought I was going to prepare, but, um, you know, I hate to be cliche and be the mom and, and whatever, but really it's my family and making that quality time. Sometimes that I think we get wrapped up in the quantity of time and, you know, we, we spend all weekend with our kids, but how much time do you really, you know, put that phone down, put that computer down, the turn off the TV and sit with your kids and read with them or, or ride a bike with them, do something like a physical activity. Um, so I, I try to do that, you know, at least every day, think about the quality of time I, I give right. my kids cause they're my legacy. So, yeah. uh, I, I think that is probably the most, if I can get that done every day and even if it's a couple minutes, I, you know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the if I think back right now in, in my four-year-old's life, if I'm going to pick out maybe one of the most you know, fun times that I spent with her, and there's so many, you know, it's like yeah. ridiculous. Like anytime you go to the park, it's like the most fun thing that they've ever done. But we sat down one morning and did a puzzle together. And I, you know, we probably spent half an hour doing this little princess puzzle. And we probably didn't mm -hmm. say two words to each other the whole time. We just sat there and did the puzzle. And that was like, after that was over, I was like, that was really cool. Like that's what... Our kids need, they just need us to be around and be and paying attention and be involved in what they're doing. And don't, you don't have to have some sort of deep heart to heart conversation yes. or, or be, you know, do something profound, just be there and, and or and, buy them the fancy, right. you know, that Elsa, you know, <laughs> costume, right. For the frozen girls well, and, with and three boys, Star Wars toys. you're probably not uh, feeling the frozen <laughs> curse of listening to let it go 19 times a day. So oh, <laughs> I will, uh, I think my boys too, though probably know at least okay. 70 percent well, of that, that makes, song that so. makes me feel better um, yeah. but no i'm really excited and i just mark again i'm just see 
just the opportunity to have meet people like you and inspiring people. And I'm just honored um, to be here and, and to be, you know, talking to you today because you're doing so many great things. And um, I'm just really excited for the future and, and everything. And I love for you. Um, we talked about, you know, my next goal after, you know, fixing my family is fixing the army and the military um, and, and their family. So right. I would love um, to do stuff like that with you, you know, in the future as well, yeah. because... So I'm really excited. But thanks again. Yeah, well, thanks for being on the show. Hopefully we'll have you on again uh, in the future. And uh, I feel like there's a lot more that we could talk about. I would love to. So thanks again. I appreciate it. And and keep doing what you're doing because you are changing the minds, you know, even if it's just one a day. But it'll add up soon. Right. All right. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Laura, for all your insight. And uh, check her out at OurFullPlate.com. She's got the ebook coming out. And uh, anytime that she uh, has anything going on, we'll, we'll make sure to uh, promote her stuff. And hopefully I'll be speaking at some of the seminars and things that she's got going down in the Austin area. So, all right, it's now time for the Humans Being Human segment. And remember, the Humans Being Human Open is still going on. We've had several people... Uh, email in. We've actually started recording for the Humans Being Human Open. Uh, so if you have a good story that's uh, either embarrassing or outrageous or hilarious, please email us a, a short sort of descriptive, uh, kind of like a cliffhanger, so to speak, just uh, uh, of why your story should be on the air. And then, uh, although I think I think if you don't want to be on Skype, if you don't want to have your voice on the podcast, if you and just you can just email a detailed account and I'll yeah. read it in a dramatic voice. Yeah, there that? you go. How about that? Yeah, you can you can role play a little bit. So yeah, there you go. And so, actually, this week on the Humans Being Human segment, it is my uncle who is, to me, the master storyteller of all time. Joke. This teller. really is how I think you got it. Oh yeah, like if you if you sit in a room with my dad and my, his brother and my brothers, you can yeah, it's de- very definite. Uh, you can see sort of where the the over the top uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff comes from. Yeah, and he is so so. I basically flipped open the audio probably isn't is great because i didn't have all my professional stuff but i just flipped open the computer and hit record while he was telling some stories and this particular one i think i got him telling three this particular one is a story uh, i guess as you saw in the show titled nighttime terrors and then i take the take the microphone and i tell one and uh so this is about a, it's like an eight or nine minute uh piece and uh and it's just really funny and really like you, you really miss out a lot not being able to see my uncle because a lot of his comedy is visual uh, and his facial expressions and some of the body movements that he does are, are priceless. So here is Uncle Paul and the Nighttime Terror. Check, 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 check. Are you good? When we were first married, uh, one night we were we had a uh, bed that was an iron bedstead. You know, it was not a solid headboard. It was an iron thing and so forth and one night uh unaccustomed as i was to having other people in the bed with me and so forth well i guess i wasn't sleeping quite as heavy as i normally did but at some point during the middle of the night i was awakened by what i thought was the sound of some something unusual so i i looked i was laying on my side and I cracked my eye open of course it was dark in the room but it was light enough that I could see just a little bit and I could see someone's hand reaching in to 
get me around the throat or someplace. And so my brain quickly jumped into gear and said the only advantage I have here is the element of surprise. This person thinks I'm sleeping, but I'm awake. And I can grab this hand before he grabs my throat. And so with a great scream, I did grab the hand. Ah! Only to discover that I could not wrest this hand from whoever's hand it was. I couldn't feel anything. But what I'd done was I was lying on my own arm. It had gone to sleep and it had gone through the iron bedstead and was hanging on the outside of the bed. And I grabbed my own hand and nearly ripped it from my body before Woody Kay convinced me that we were safe. Uh, many years later, many years later, well, not that many years later, we were once again asleep, and I was lying on my back this time, had a couple of little kids in the other room, and I woke up for some reason, maybe footsteps again, I don't know what it was, but I woke up, and when I opened my eyes, just the littlest bit, I saw a human face or head hovering above me. I quickly closed my eyes thinking, okay, there's somebody standing over the bed and is about to get me or Woody K1. Once again, I'm thinking, having forgotten the first time, the only advantage I have is the element of surprise. <laughs> this person thinks I'm asleep. So this person thinks I'm asleep, but I'm not. And so I'm about to startle this person who is standing in a dark bedroom and will be startled when I do this. And I jumped up and hit the bed as hard as I could ah! and started screaming at the top of my voice, upon which Woody Kay, who was lying next to me, did the same thing. <laughs> she jumped straight up and started screaming like a girl. I turned and looked at her and screamed some more because she was startling me, then she was screaming at me, and we sat there for a good... 30 to 40 seconds screaming at each other. She finally stopped me. Why are we doing this? I said, there was somebody in the room. Where? I said, right up there. And we looked up and the, the round light fixture over our bed looked eerily like someone's face or head. <laughs> so, it wasn't a new light fixture. Just an old light fixture. It would be like looking up at that but it round... Was it your first night in that new house? No, so no, you, no. You had slept under that light fixture. Many nights, many nights. It was one of those things where God warned me that there's somebody there, and I think they still escaped through the, through the patio door myself, but... What I think it was was probably the light fixture. That was the and worst of course the element of surprise. And the element of surprise. Yes, the element of surprise has not held me in good stead for the shirt hanging on your. No, there's no shirt. No shirt. He just saw that round thing and he just said, "Ah, like this one." We every time one of us would scream, it'd scare the other one. We were. 
And I don't know what how the kids stayed of what uh, stayed asleep through all that. That actually that actually reminds me of a story. Okay, you go, Mark. It, it, I was driving Dad's Explorer, the Maroon Explorer, and it was right around like my birthday or something. And I was driving up to that was a Friday night or something. And I, when I got in to drive, I remember like I was looking for something, and I leaned up, and I my my head must have hit like hit the rear view mirror. I don't. I didn't think of it, but I didn't recheck it. I just remember afterwards that my head had hit this the rear rear view mirror. So I'm walking down, I'm driving down the road. Obviously not walking. I was dri- I was driving, and uh, and I'm I'm halfway to my destination. I guess before I checked the rear, and it was nighttime, and I was going to meet hide or something up at somewhere. And I looked in the rear view mirror to check to see what you always see in the rear view mirror is the Street behind you, and there was. I look up, and there was a a head in the rearview mirror, and so I mean, this all happened in probably less than three quarters of a second. Mm-hmm. But this is what went on in my head. I, I look over, and I see a head in the rearview mirror, and I look back to the road, and I'm just like, chi- like chilled to the bone. I mean, I'm getting. I I just feel like, <gasps> like I'm about to. Someone's about to murder me. Like, this is the end of my life. And I remember thinking, I can, I looked and I saw there was a light pole. And I remember thinking, I can just drive the car into a light pole. Element of surprise. (laughs) And just, why would this guy just drive into a light pole? And then, I've got you! And I mean, like, I'm about to run the car into the light pole. And I realized that it was a, like a, a one of those helium balloons that had lost some, you know, it wasn't quite all the way up, so it was kind of like hovering in the seat. So, and I, when I'd knocked the rearview mirror, I'd knocked it right down. So what I'm thinking is like a person's head just in that level of it was just a, a balloon in the seat, and just so it was like it was just like like it all had. This was real time. It was like look in the rearview mirror, realize it was a balloon. I mean, it was that fast, but yeah. in that second, I was just like, "What did I?" What was your escape? Light pole, light balloon. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so scared. Didn't you do that with the helium balloon that was floating in Halen's room, Elmo on the face? Oh god! And you saw it on the monitor, and you thought there was no, a in her room. no. That was. Uh, I looked up in the. I you. It was when we had Hope was a baby. And I looked into the, and we had, the Hope's monitor was on my side, and Halen's monitor was on your side, and I woke up to something on the monitor. Oh, this was, I was, this is probably the most scared I've ever been in my whole life. And I looked into the monitor, and there was, Halen was walking in the bottom of the monitor, right by Hope's bed. No, no, I had Halen's monitor, and I, and I, Hope was walking, and Hope was like, a year old. She couldn't get even get out of her crib. And, and I, and I, it was one of those where like, kind of like how you shut your eyes. I just, I saw Hope and I put the monitor down like where I couldn't see it and I laid back and I was thinking, I was like, I'm in a fog of sleep. It's the middle of the night and I'm thinking, Hope has somehow gotten out. I don't want to get up and mess with it. Jen, Jen is not in bed, I can feel. She was up obviously dealing with whatever the issue is. So she comes back to bed and I said, why was Hope awake? And she goes, Hope's not awake. What are you talking about? I said, I saw, I just saw Hope walking in 
Halen on the monitor. She said, Hope is in her crib. And so what, I'm, what I just saw at, at that moment was some sort of ghost baby. <laughs> and, and, so, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there. I mean, I was frozen with fear. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. The thought of a ghost baby being in Halen's room. Which is very comforting. The, 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 the thought... There's never a ghost baby in our kids' room. You can count me yeah. out. Yeah, if, if the thought of a ghost baby in a position to harm Halen froze me stiff, yeah. where I could not act. I couldn't even. If it had been a man, I would have flown into action with my samurai sword. But a ghost baby, I don't have any. I don't, I don't have any experience with ghost babies. What can they do? You I you don't know what they can do. So I I mean I was I was absolutely like I was I don't know like in the fog of sleep I. I can't believe I didn't wet myself, and and then I guess was it that I w- I guess I just laid there for for a long time, just f- just frozen, and I guess I eventually fell back to sleep. <laughs> 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 there's a there's an intruder. I've been stabbed. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take care of it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I woke up like, man, I hope everyone's alive in my house. Like, dear, dear ghost baby, please don't hurt my family, ghost baby. And so, and kind of, and so that, that, I guess, it, I remember being in the shower when I realized, because I had asked you why I was, you know, I saw, I don't know, I don't want to scare you. I, I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want to scare you. And I, which, you know, if I had in the middle of the night, it would have resolved the problem because the next morning I said, I don't want to scare you, but we have a ghost baby. <laughs> and she said, what are you talking about? I said, in the, in the middle of the night, when you were up in, with Hope, there was a, I saw a little child walking in Halen's room on the monitor. She said, she said, I went in there and picked up her passy that was under her bed and threw her passy back in her bed at her. It was back at Jen's head. who was like crawling on the thing (laughs) and if I had just told her that but I was like she's laying there awake next to me in the night and I'm just like I don't want to scare you I can't tell about the ghost baby all right Uncle Paul the master storyteller the humans being human segment and remember to email simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or if you want to be on the Simply Human podcast and tell a humans being human story it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And this week, sort of stemming from the ride-along uh, that, that I went on, that, uh, that you so graciously allowed me to go on with you this week, uh, just be careful. Be cautious. I mean, it's being reckless is fun. And I understand, you know, jumping off of roofs into swimming pools is fun. And I do that kind of stuff. But but, but just be careful because, you know, just kind of like the guy that... that knocked over the, the propane stove and burned his house down. There was another guy that, that was, you know, turning right and didn't yield to you at all. And if you hadn't been paying attention, you'd have run right into him. And and just, you know, like there, there was somebody that had put their dogs in a car and it was hot. You know, just just be careful and, and, and not don't be reckless, I guess, is the tip of the well, week. I, th- I think think about your actions is actually a good way to put it. That's a, a high percentage of what I end up doing is people who have done something and hadn't adequately thought out the consequences and i'm not saying sit here and write a pro and cons list for like okay well i'm gonna go to the grocery store here's the pros and here's the i'm just saying overall consider your actions within the context of 
the, the world and the community in which you live in. We all have to be – not only do your actions affect yourself, but they affect other people. Uh, it, you know, if that guy – if I hadn't seen that guy pull right out in front of me and I saw it coming from like 50 yards away, you heard me say it. I was like, he's going to do it. Yeah, you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And this guy pulls right out in front of him. We have to slam on our brakes. It, it, and no, like- li- literally, it was like it's, he pulls, oh, it pulls right in front of me. And I had slowed down enough where, like, I, the collision isn't imminent, and my lights, imi- I yeah. immediately flipped my lights on. I was going to say, like, get four, another yeah. four feet before I, I stopped him. But as like, you were breaking. Yeah. yeah, he got a ticket, and you know, it probably wasn't the best part of his day. But his day would have been a lot worse if I would have, like, slammed into him because how we were going, if I hadn't been paying attention, we would have T-boned him right in his yeah. driver door, and that would have hurt him. That could have killed him. Yeah. And I, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, you know, I deal with seriously injured and possibly dead people, like, on a pretty daily basis at work. And some of those are a result of reckless behavior. Some of those are a result of other things. But let's just be careful with what you do. That's the best way you can be a healthy person is by not getting yourself hurt. And that's the way you can help other people be healthy people is make sure your actions aren't going to get them hurt as well. Right. Very good. So Simply Human Tip of the Week, think about your actions and how they will affect those around you. All right. Perfect. Well, I think we've got a podcast. Um, thanks for listening to this edition, this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Coming up next time, Ashley Fleming, Will Fleming's wife. We are recording with her, and she will be on the show that releases on June 21st, so a week from today. Uh, so the great Ashley Fleming of fitnessisdelicious.com. Uh, so be on the lookout for that one. And again, thank you for making us part of your day. I know there's a lot of things you could you could choose to do out there. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of options. Thanks for making the Simply Human Podcast part of your day. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. Uh, and let's keep this train rolling, so to speak. So you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel are there. Links to the Simply Human Kids and Simply Human Moms page. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. You can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email Rick, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So, Rick, any final thoughts, parting, farting thoughts for you? Uh, I have nothing. And I, every week, I this part sneaks up on me. I have nothing. I love all of you. Lo- love each other, dudes. <laughs> yeah. All Party right. on, man. Party on. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, what is one thing that you enjoy about life in particular or, or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? Well, there's always sex. So until next time, enjoy yourself. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.